0: Welcome to Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit, the podcast where we dissect Who Framed Roger Rabbit, with special guest Jason Schatz.
1: You heard that right. This is Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit. This is Annie McMullen. Hello. Hello. Oh, oh no. things Wait. off this week. Yeah, Wait yeah. A minute. and I am Chris Blair. <laughs> And joining us again from IO Theater, originally back when it existed, back when it was even Improv Olympic, when you could say that without getting sued, mm-hmm. we got Jason Schatz.
0: Hello, everybody! Thanks for having me. Yeah,
1: thank welcome you for being here. My pleasure. So, uh, Jason, who, if you had to narrow it down, who would you say is your favorite cartoon character?
0: Oh boy, you know what? I it's definitely changed. It has changed. Now, uh, I realized recently it is definitely Daffy Duck. Mm. Yeah, I am 100% Daffy Duck now. And so I you're... wasn't when I was a kid. But, man, now I die, I die laughing at Daffy Duck. What what changed? He's just so pissed off. Yeah. He's just so pissed. <laughs> and I love – I think what I also realized – I'll send you guys this clip. There's a clip of um, – Mel Blank went on a, uh, he went on a, like a a late night show. He did like a sketch on Jack Benny or something. Uh, And he plays a, uh, a guy working at a department store and he's just like, he's the straight man and Jack Benny's driving him crazy. And he is screaming in this sketch like like screaming like somebody's going like he's murdering somebody um uh and it's a long sketch and it gets super dark but it makes you realize like Mel Blanc is the funniest in the world when he is screaming and Daffy Duck is like 70% screaming yeah he's just so pissed and I you know when you're when you're young and you see you see Bugs Bunny and Bugs Bunny's he's cool and he's got it together and he's he's you know he's always on top and uh, and he wins. But the funny part to me is always it's just Daffy Duck. He's just so pissed off all the time, and he wants you know he wants to be Bugs Bunny. He's just not going to be Bugs Bunny. Mm. But God, he's so funny.
2: Well, so. listen, Jason, I'm not trying to like. You know, ruin your relationship with Chris here or anything, but we did have an episode with the Daffy and Donald scene, and we all voted on whether we were a team Daffy or team Donald. And oh. I was very hard in the paint, Daffy, and mm. Chris is Donald all the way. Sure. I, I stand, I stand with Donald alone. Sure, <laughs> absolutely alone. Everybody else is like sure. Daffy, Daffy, Daffy. <laughs> sure.
0: My God, dude, I gotta send you this. I gotta find these clips because. I even saw like this. Somebody made a a clip of just just clips from Looney Tunes of Mel Blanc playing a variety of characters, but just the screaming parts, <laughs>
1: and it is so goddamn funny. It's so funny. Probably it is so funny. That's like probably a huge reason why they went like because like originally Daffy was pretty wild and wacky and like woohoo, woo-hoo and then they made him into this more angry just, duck.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: By the way, have you seen? Have you seen on HBO Max, they have,
0: they put like ev- every season, like starting in the 1930s,
1: they have everything from Looney Tunes is on there now. No, but now I'm going to get a subscription to HBO Max.
0: Yeah. And when you, when you, like when you watch the ones that you watched when you were growing up, those were like the ones in like, like 51, 52. There's like two decades of Looney Tunes that we never saw. There's yeah. so much of it. And you also get to see like... Older Daffy and older Bugs, where they look a little weird, like
1: they don't—they haven't quite figured out what the character is yet. Yeah, like a Porky Pig that's just like
2: a little like bit misshapen. It's... <laughs> yeah, there is Classic. nothing more off-putting than a misshapen pig. Too, mm-hmm. like just like a fleshy <laughs> blob. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's their skin color.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: yeah, it's not right. I mean pig,
1: right. pig skin a little too close to human skin. Yeah, long pig. Right. Yeah. Yeah, long pig uh that's a that's a cannibal reference for anybody out there who doesn't get it.
2: <laughs> Apparently we taste like pork, but I feel like everyone knows that. That's like common knowledge, right? Yeah, no nice. just me
0: mm-hmm. hmm.
2: I also scream a lot on stage, so maybe that's why I identify with Tabecue. Oh. I scream a lot and and mm. like weirdly loud, like I'm kind of waiting for someone to be like, hey, okay, maybe maybe tone that down. <laughs> <laughs> But that's just because that's what everyone tells me the rest of my life. So maybe it won't happen in improv. <laughs> you
1: know, I don't see it happening. Bring bring the thunder. <laughs> bring it. Uh, speaking of bringing the thunder, here we are with minute thirty nine of the movie. Minute thirty nine begins with Eddie making Roger slingshot backwards, and ends with Roger saying, "The weasels were there waiting for me." And Roger also begins with finishing his life purpose, uh, which is to make people laugh. Something we talked a little bit about earlier, that different cartoon characters have different purposes. And Roger most definitely is, uh, much like our purpose, I suppose, is to make people laugh.
2: What else is there, man? Yeah. Everything else is pretty messed up.
1: Right? Right? Right. That's, that's a, Roger just spills across the room. Eddie seems like he's more injured from this than Roger is. I don't think anything is going to hurt Roger.
0: It doesn't, well, he does at one point scream. Like, he really screams. But it's from getting picked up by the ears. I think he's been picked up by the ears like three times in the scene. And for some reason, I think the third time, he screams like he's being stabbed.
1: Yeah, yeah. it It does seem like like it is really unpleasant for him and maybe Mm -hmm. it's partly emotional too because eddie's just doing it in a really mean way and it might Mm -hmm. just hurt roger's feelings more than it does his ears yeah Yeah. we find out what roger has done He, he says point blank that he is not guilty of this murder and that um to eddie's surprise he went
2: and uh went to go write his wife a love letter Okay, this is another one of those like moments where there is a the clue is pretty ham-fisted into here. Like even Roger, for as weird and annoying as he is, it's still out of place for him to be like, I found a nice clean piece of paper. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, who says that? Right. Uh, And I just noticed as a grown woman who's seen this movie a lot of times and is uh, watching it minute by minute. (laughs) because I'm good at picking up on clues.
0: Sure, I mean, it is, you're you're right, and it's funny, like, looking back at minute 37, where it's it's only in a comedy does somebody see in the picture that he has the will just poking out of his pocket just enough for you to read the first two lines of it. Like, if that were in, (laughs) if that was in a drama, you'd be like, this movie sucks, you know? Like, is that really, you're really gonna tell me that's how you saw it? But it works. It's fine in the comedy. It's like, all right, go ahead. You can, you can show me poking out of the pocket. That's the clue, I guess,
1: (laughs) in a photograph.
2: Hey, the words were fuzzy. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. A little hard to see. Right. Uh, And Roger takes out the love letter that he wrote, uh, explains it a way that, um,
2: that it wouldn't be the same if it wasn't in person. Um, yeah. I think though this moment with Eddie I think Eddie, Eddie's reaction here I think is important right because he does a little like eye roll like you wrote a love poem but mm-hmm. but the reverse of that and like how I think he really feels it's again it's like his you know gruff exterior with his like squishy marshmallow inside mm-hmm. is he's like that's really sweet you know like you're a good dude it's, it's all added, <laughs> piling onto this like shit he was framed you know um because that's so over the top like you wouldn't even lie about that's a horrible alibi right like so it's got to be true
1: right yeah how much do you think eddie is buying that that roger did not do it at this
2: point i think he's bought in Mm -hmm. i think that's it's to me his reaction and only bob hoskins could do this but Mm -hmm. uh, i might also be reading into it i don't care um uh to me, his reaction is he's already made up his mind when he saw the will that, like, it's fishy. He knows his detective instincts are, like, he was framed. Uh, and this is the reason it's annoying to him is that it's, like, beating the dead horse. Like, he's like, oh, God. Like, it's just bringing back that thing he wipes snot all over his face to forget.
0: mm mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, if it was a human being, he'd be invested in solving the crime, but, you know, wouldn't that be great if you were a detective and you, you could solve crimes, but you could also just be like, but I don't want to, because I don't like you.
2: <laughs> I mean, I I do think that's how it works. I don't right. I, I do yeah. think that's not how it works.
0: Right? <laughs> well, well I, you, you do it for money. You, be, you yeah. know, of course you do it for money, but then sometimes everyone's be like, I would, but I just don't like you.
2: Yeah. And I, <laughs>
0: I have figured
1: out who, who did it. And I can totally get you off. I have the evidence. I don't like you. I think especially it's because Eddie's also just so against working for a tune. Like mm-hmm. we've seen, this is what triggers him. Like a the, the couple times, people have accused him of working for a tune. He's like ninja moved like some guy onto a bar counter and pushed a baby towards a staircase. So this. This is the thing he hates the most. So I think right. just like this whole idea, no matter how much he thinks he might be innocent is so unappealing to him. This, this love letter that he wrote, you know, I'm going to assume all of our listeners right now have, know exactly what this is going to lead to, but this is just a huge, I mean, this wraps up the movie with the clue with this love letter and the way it's just in here right now. Um, I don't know, I, I really wonder how many people do figure out like that this is The Will.
2: I I realize I watched it as a kid and I didn't figure it out, mm-hmm. but I am pretty confident in saying that as a an adult woman who was uh, alive enough to watch this movie when it came out, <laughs> uh, I don't think I would have figured it out. Now, either. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I
1: agree with that. I agree yeah. with that. Well, yeah, especially because like we would think the will has like writing on it, right? We see that clearly. The will has writing on it, which goes into like again how how great this movie is layered with different things that they just sneak in the disappearing ink. I think that's a really good way to make people not realize that this is what it is mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. while it
2: was there in front of us the entire time.
1: Mm-hmm. It's
2: also super, I just realized it's super important that he writes it in lipstick because if he wrote it with a regular pen or something that you could write in normal sized letters, you might not be able to read the will later, but because he has to write with this like giant, you know, uh, third of an inch wide crayon the letters are like big enough that everything's still totally legible plus it's in like red wax instead of um mm. you know like ink mm. yeah what he yeah. says it says in lipstick is not possible yeah right. the size of the letters <laughs> yeah
1: right because it's way um. too
2: much yeah yeah there's like six words on (laughs) on it in lipstick because it's an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper written in the full size lipstick you know um yeah he needed a mirror but uh Yeah. yeah unless it's in some sort of shorthand code i don't even think that's like a plot hole or like a goof i think it's just a tune like who knows if roger can even really read you know (laughs) (laughs) that's a good point like when a little kid just writes something and they're like it says you know like and you're like "Eh, no it doesn't but okay
1: right this is a novel right here (laughs) (laughs) so this this poem that he writes i think it's something you know familiar with it it's a very uh I guess, cliched poem. Uh, But I looked (laughs) up the origins of it. It is the How Do I Love Thee. Uh, It's it's a sonnet by Elizabeth Barrett Browning in the 1980s. Usually uh, people get it a little bit wrong. It goes, how do I love thee? Let me count the ways. I love thee to the depth and breadth and height. It was written also in Portuguese. Oh. Mm, So it's just like
2: I, I love your whole volumetric space. Yeah, I'm counting how
0: wide you are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's
2: beautiful.
0: Definitely I'm going to get
2: that tattooed on me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm counting how wide you are. Yeah. And also, it's like, I think even at this point, it's got to be a cliche, right? Like, uh, otherwise, it, I've definitely seen it in, like, old cartoons, right? So, right. Like, let me count the ways. Count the ways. Um, mm-hmm. uh I didn't know that they were specifically just referring to measurements, which feels <laughs> <laughs> feels like we've been duped. Uh, but way more literal than we thought. But, yeah, but uh, that adds a layer of comedy to it for sure. Uh, but you know, tunes love a, a cliche. Cliches are very important.
0: It's true. Mm-hmm. They're not that bright.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not they're not smart. Yeah,
2: aside from uh,
1: cartoons who, uh, them being smart is their entire purpose. Like Simon from the Chipmunks. He probably can't do anything, same same rules as Roger or Gargamel, can't do something unless it's witty and smart. True. Who's the smartest tune in this movie? Oh. Maybe Jessica? You think? She, we don't know. Yeah, yeah. She, she figures some things out on her own. She does a little bit of
2: detective work of her
1: own.
0: Mm, mm-hmm. She's she is very human.
2: Mm-hmm. She has uh, she's certainly like emotionally intelligent. She has some like boundaries and normal social skills, which yeah. uh, I mean that's got to require a part of the brain that most tunes don't have.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh oh you know I've got another
1: answer too. It's going to be the person who fooled us into not knowing he was in a tune for the oh. entire movie.
0: Oh well done. Duh. Mm-hmm. Don't tell Nish.
1: Yeah, that up. Oh, speaking of Nish, it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show. Of course, I'm talking about Friday with Nish.
2: It's Friday with Nish. Ooh, what a dish! Tell your mother, tell your shrink, tell
1: us, Nish, what do you think? Yeah. Hey, Nish, how you doing? Oh, hey, Chris. How are you doing? Oh, Oh, Annie. Great. Hey. Annie, Annie, how are you doing? I'm great. It's so great to see you. Yeah. And your former impact coach is here, too. Hello, Nish. Jason is here. Oh, Jason. How are
3: you? (laughs) Very good. How are you? Wonderful. (laughs) Wonderful.
1: So, uh, Nish, you saw minutes 37 through 39. What did you think about these?
3: Uh they were great they were great um um, the minute 37 uh uh he's drinking i guess whiskey like as anytime and then when he puts down the glass he kind of sees something magnified uh through the glass uh i couldn't tell what it was that he read through it um but my first thought was that i had personally had made that discovery In my life, and that has happened to me. Where I put down a glass and see through the glass, and I'm like, "Well, this glass magnifies just good enough, like a magnifying glass."
2: No way! Really? That (laughs) happened to you? Yeah. Like,
3: there's magnifying qualities to the to the glass, and you know, you put it on text, it looks fun.
0: You you mean you've used the glass as a magnifying? You don't mean you discovered a clue accidentally when you put (laughs) a glass? Not not a clue. Not a clue. But that feeling of like, well, this magnifies pretty well.
3: Sure. That's
2: definitely the way I interpreted what you were saying. I sure. was like, you yeah. discovered a clue when you set a glass down <laughs> on, on type?
1: This would be a great time to drop to us all that you're secretly a detective. This <laughs> <laughs>
3: so. Yeah, that's, uh, I should start a, yeah, that's how I start my conspiracy theory channels <laughs> on the internet
1: as I discover clues. Did you think uh, anything about this clue? Uh, the clue from the movie? Mm-hmm. yeah what what we saw beneath. i couldn't tell i
3: couldn't tell I think I was just so like um amazed by it that but then he said like okay <laughs> uh and so I don't know what the clue was said exactly um so that happened in the minute thirty seven it was fun good minute um <laughs> minute thirty eight was also pretty good and I think, I don't know if you guys remember, like when we first saw his apartment for the first time, I thought his apartment was cool, I think. Yeah, I remember that. I remember, I remember that, it that, like, it's, it was like a fun apartment, with like, you know, it looked nice. You were very uh, into
2: the, the eagle falcon thing, right? At the entryway, the statue.
3: That too, yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> I was a it. <laughs> At that point in life, in my life, I wasn't into it. Yes, um, but in this thirty-eight minute, I thought the Murphy bed, the way it opened, I thought that was super cool. Behind the door, and I think I would, yeah, I think it's cool, cool setup. Um, and and then Roger Rabbit was in it. I knew he, that was Roger Rabbit. That was pretty clear. And those are those were animated legs in there, in that, in that sheet. Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, you, you could just tell. You could just tell by the shape.
3: Yes, yeah, I think so. I think I feel like who could it be? Like who would get through the crooks? Like you know, slip in into the bed, and then. Uh, but I don't think they were trying to create a suspense there in the movie. So I think. Uh, and then. I guess, like, everything else was, like, unapprehensible. He's saying, you know, I've not done it. I've been framed. But then I thought, he must have been framed. That's always been the assumption in the title of the movie.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Title Man, now, now I now here,
2: folks. Minute 38, and Nish has figured out that Roger's been I framed. figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> the
0: title of this movie is true. <laughs> he has been framed.
3: Why haven't we even been discussing this the whole time? uh so
1: that's my thoughts however do you do you have any further thoughts on uh who might have framed him you know that's what i was a little bit disappointed about in like in these
3: minutes is that you know usually when somebody gets framed they have they've thrown like three or five names right you know oh no this person did this to me or that person didn't offer like any alternates, you know, Roger Abbott mm. could have said like, oh, I'm being framed because of, you know, I have so many enemies. Just said that he's been framed, which also maybe he's innocent because otherwise if he was planning this whole thing, he would have created a kind of a diversion, like or a alternate suspect.
0: I like that you said maybe. So if there's, you, would you say there's still a part of you that thinks – Roger murdered somebody. I think I've been always
3: on the boat from minute one. Not yeah. minute, minute one. I thought this was a baby's baby's day out.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> because that was just all animation, and I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> but I think bringing up being committed to that. Few things are true about this case.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: That even before the case happened, that Roger Rabbit is getting framed. For killing someone, which has come out to be true, and it is money-oriented motives, mm-hmm. and and the third thing is a little bit of a stretch—that <laughs> the local, it's some studio and local local rail, railroad company is in uh, are co-conspirators in this framing. Right.
1: So that's still your leading theory is that they're the ones uh, behind all this.
3: Yeah, like this I think the studio, I think it's the big Hollywood studio stands to gain from this somehow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I still I think that's not been disproven in these three minutes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Oh, also, the last thing is that i think uh eddie's brother was who was killed by a a tune is also not killed by a tune and maybe that's also the same people who are responsible because his brother found out something that he was not supposed to find out and they took care of it so there's a there's a little bit of a few threads that needs to be resolved in the remaining minutes
1: okay okay that uh, that thing you f- that that Eddie saw in the pocket. What do you think that could be
2: in the pocket? Oh, yeah, yeah. With that with he saw with the uh, with. Wait, the is the is, is is the pocket part new information for you that it's in a pocket? Yeah, I didn't really pay attention to like what that, <laughs> that Did you just tune out for that part? I was just like, I think maybe the resolution was not that good. <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, okay, so know. now that you know it was
2: a pocket, does that change anything for you?
3: In terms of who did it, yeah. Just or anything? Does it so just
2: add any information, or is it just like, okay. Um, okay? It's
3: my conclusions and analysis is probably not gonna change on one <laughs> one data point. You gotta give me a fair, fair, sure. Plus, he rejected. it He's like, you know, right after he's like, oh. I'm just going to let that go. Mm. Mm. But I think there's going to be more more clues that are going to connect in the coming minutes.
1: Any other thoughts on these minutes, Nish?
3: I think there will be more comedy going forward because they're together now, Eddie and Roger, and so he's going to get to make more jokes. <laughs> and he doesn't like tunes, so being around tunes, he's going to get frustrated. That's classic. Mm. Uh yeah, that's what's. This is my prediction in the coming minutes.
0: So we're, what, we're we're about halfway into the movie at this point, right? Yeah,
1: just about. Uh, are we? I yeah. Don't
0: how many minutes
3: yeah, are there? Yeah, uh,
1: there, there's a hundred and four minutes total.
0: Oh yeah. So we're still so, we we're going... so pretty pretty early on, like a third of the way in. Yeah. I guess a third of the way in. Yeah, and. Is there, Nish, is there, and, and these are things that have probably all been covered before, but I'm just so curious, is there is there a reason you've never seen this, never seen this movie, or you just never got around to it? I did not know about it. You didn't no, know I, about it? You, you never heard of it?
3: I didn't know about it. yeah. Wow, and,
2: okay. I don't even think he, like, I'm, are, Nish, are you watching the clips of the minutes, or are you watching it somewhere as a whole? Because it, to me, the from our first conversation, it feels to me like you never even saw, like, the cover art like the movie poster.
3: No, I've been watching the clips one minute Yeah, yeah. So he yeah, has he has
2: uh, no like sure. context.
1: Yeah, the, also that that there was live action in there was a surprise.
2: Yeah. Okay. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And then and then uh, Nish, are you are you uh-huh. only
0: watching the clips one time and that's it? You're not rewatching the clips? I yeah. guess yeah. if I'm
3: able to if I'm able to hear the words like sometimes like so the last 39th minute when Uh, Roger is talking. Um, I had to kind of rewind a little bit. Mm -hmm. But no, I'm just doing one time.
0: Because I find it intriguing that you... You're saying there was words, but I didn't pick up what they were. And I love that you were just like, but I just moved on. Even though (laughs) you could stop it and rewind it and see the words.
2: I was wondering if it was
0: like a personal challenge of yours to say like, I refuse to rewind. I only get one watch. (laughs) I do rewind. I just care about some things more than others (laughs) Uh, sure because i i will say i've I've seen the movie and in watch i watched that clip twice because i did say to myself i want to make sure i know what the words are uh and i find it funny
2: that you were like i'm moving on just moving on i'm uh i'm subtitle gang all the way Mm, mm.
3: because uh Mm -hmm. yeah my brain just doesn't
2: work (laughs)
3: yeah the version the clips versions that i'm watching i don't think they have subtitles in there <laughs> Cut out so you uh,
2: um, can yeah. blame you can blame Chris for that
1: yeah really should have included really um, some
2: no should it's really, good. you should watch it without subtitles because then we get all the fun like misinterpretations of what people say and uh then we get to clarify yeah. in the episode
3: um, it's the risk you take when you you know watch something you miss out some information um. Yeah. Here's a, here's a question for you, Nish. Do you think this is a kids' movie? Hmm. Um, I, I do not. I think we've um, we've uh, we talked about this uh, in past. I I think it seemed like it was too dark, and later on, like there were some scenes uh, that were just like you know. I think it was dark for me to watch also. <laughs> when
2: the, when well, we already, world, we, yeah, we passed the shoe scene, so I think that's... Uh, the shoe yeah.
3: getting melted uh, mm-hmm. was too much, I think.
2: I, I love that Nish has taken a stance on this because, like, to me, it's very clearly not a kid's movie also. But we talk about this a lot, and people pretty frequently are like, I don't know! <laughs> like what uh what what is a kid's movie for you um so i just think it's funny that nish has seen you know 39 minutes of it not even the entire thing and he's like steadfast this is Absolutely. not a kids movie yeah. Absolutely. and we have people who grew up with it and who've seen it a lot of times and they're like i don't know i'm not sure it could go either way
0: yeah i think it's also because a, uh, a lot of people like including myself saw when i was a kid so i think mm. part of you is kind of justifying the fact that like oh well, i saw it as a kid so in my mind it was still a kid's movie but Watching yeah. it later, you're like, "This is not a kids' movie <laughs> at all."
2: Yeah. Well, <laughs> my parents did not know.
1: Yeah. yeah. It was marketed as a kids' movie because it was for like, sure. "Hey, check out like Bugs Bunny and Mickey Mouse," and then right. watch it, and you're like, "I don't understand one thing that's happening in this movie."
0: Mm-hmm. Absolutely, absolutely.
3: Some um, of the themes are pretty grown up. Also, like you see Eddie's disgust for tunes, uh, just based on like kind of like the what he knows about what happened to his brother uh, and he hates all toons. Uh-huh. Uh, also, the drinking is very heavy. I don't know if they're going to address it. Like, like the, I mean, I'm cool with it, but I don't know for, for a kid to watch.
2: I think that's <laughs> one really- of the like puritanical uh, rules that they're not su- there's not supposed to be like drinking or smoking and in- kids stuff. I mean, I'm fine with that particular puritanical rule. I do have a problem with the fact that like we're much more upset about a nipple than a murder, but that's, that's just me.
0: True, mm-hmm.
2: and uh, we'll have to see
1: if uh, Eddie's nipples make an appearance in the movie. I won't. <laughs> I won't spoil it. Fingers pre-
2: crossed. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you so much for joining us this week, Nish. And I can't wait to hear your thoughts next week on the next three minutes. Awesome, looking forward. This minute ends with Roger just talking about uh, the fact that he couldn't go back. Uh, he tried to go back, but the weasels were waiting for him. So Roger is very aware of what is, I guess, the consequences of being caught. Mm-hmm. Adds, adds a little adds a little fuel
2: and urgency. I think he's probably very right to be like... I, look, I know the weasels are like a weird uh, like extension of the law in a way, mm-hmm. but they operate kind of lawlessly. It's kind of a, you know, uh, feels like a metaphor for mm-hmm. the just American justice system in general, mm-hmm. but I don't think it's intended to be. Uh, it, it might a little bit. I mean, the, they are like the only kind
1: of... A representation of, of police and authority, and they're just complete buffoons.
0: Buffoons, yeah. very, very corrupt, very dumb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: True. Um, terribly dressed. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's a normal stereotype, <laughs> right? but it feels just like they're piling on. Right. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, it, but I think he's right to be, like, way more scared about just encountering the weasels than, like, being convicted of murder. Which also leads me to, like, like, you're a judge, right? Like, isn't it your whole deal getting to, or shouldn't it be like, no, I wanted to go to trial? Because, like, that's your, that's your performance, right? Like, that's right. when you're on stage. I want to be on trial. I want to do a trial. I want to do the gavel. I want to say uh, overruled, uh, you know, all the things that a judge gets to do. I want to wear the dress. Um, and uh, having these weasels just kind of maim people or, like, <laughs> it feels, it feels yeah. like you're really kneecapping your
0: yourself no. yeah it's it's private justice <laughs> mm-hmm. yes. well, yeah and by the way did you, you call clear. the judges did you call the judges
2: i did i called it a dress
0: a, a dress did you yeah. say it was a dress i like it's that. a robe
2: right yeah it's a robe. I, am, it's... I am currently wearing a calf down which feels like a uh, judge's day off <laughs>
0: yeah
3: that's a <laughs> night <movie>.
2: judge
0: <laughs> yeah
1: anything about this particular minute
0: it's the movie's really starting to roll now. Yeah, we're, now we're it's starting in, to roll. Now, now it's happening. We're there's in, this we're in the one,
2: midst. There's this one little when um uh, Eddie like falls off the side of the bed or whatever. He kind of like pulls himself onto the side of the bed, and I, I had paused it at that moment and like the the it's this little thing, but the the lighting is such and the filming is such that it looks exactly like a movie from like the fifties, like exactly. Like they just nailed it Mm. so perfectly. Like, I I don't know if they like used the same grain on the Mm. film, but it it's, it's just a very perfect example of how much uh, detail and, and, and how they really nailed all those details. Uh, So Mm. I I like it. That's my only little. Such a weird
0: note. So good. By the way, have you guys had a guest yet that's like I didn't like this movie at all?
2: <laughs> I feel like we would we would mm. screen them out.
0: Yeah, really? we, we. I don't. I think you should get one of those. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. Get one person's like, it. this movie sucks.
2: Well, mostly just because uh, they wouldn't want to do it. Well, they, <laughs> they might.
1: They might. Usually, when I ask people like if they've seen the movie, usually the the aunt the. If they say yes, they usually say they liked it. I've not got a person yet who've seen who said they've seen it that oh. has not you liked get, it. You gotta get inside that you. brain. Yeah. It is a
2: really good movie, but I would I love to hear somebody who hated yeah. it because yeah. why? Yeah. Because yeah. who mm-hmm. hurt you.
1: Well, oh my God! Right, listeners, yeah. if you're hate listening to this show, let us know. Maybe you can be oh a guest. boy! Huh? But
2: you're not allowed to hate anything else. Like yeah, us. you can't. You gotta love us. Yeah. Hate the movie. <laughs> <I> love us. <laughs> hate the movie. <laughs> we're we also are looking for people who just haven't seen the movie or are just listening to this because like why oh
0: listen, you're looking for some real unicorns out there for sure <laughs>
2: it's got to be somebody i'm a recruiter that's my job i think i can, I can, yeah, do <laughs> I can make it. this happen um, so who's your mvp uh it's the it's the love letter i mean there there's no no contest here um you know not a lot of other like plot stuff happening it's we're continuing the physical comedy of the minute before so it's got to be that's the that's the new that's the that's what's happening so that is it for today
1: thank you so much for joining us jason
2: my pleasure thanks for having me that was a lot of fun
1: uh where can people find you at you can find me at jasonshots.com. Mm. Go to it. Make sure you don't go to jasonshots.org or jasonshots.biz or mm. like butts or anything because well, you can butts. use any word now. Yeah, well, true. well, Jason does have a website at jasonshots.butts. That's the yeah. one that we promote. Um, also,
0: also just, I've, I also own the website butts.org, <laughs> which is just a weird coincidence. <laughs>
1: Do you have anything on that, or are you just squatting on that
2: Are you guys hiring? Because I feel like that sounds like a cause I can get behind. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: (laughs) We will see you on Monday for Minute 40, the big four zero of Who Analyzed Roger Rabbit.